64 teams entered. Only one will survive. It's time to determine the ultimate 21st century monster movie in the Monster Madness Championship. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Welcome back to Monsters vs. Men. This is the Bargain Basement of Monster Podcasting Airwaves. This week as we try to stay alive, we're discussing the hashtag Monster Madness Championship. Alex, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time coming. Lots of votes, lots of disappointments, lots of uh, a couple surprises. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) mostly disappointments for you. Yeah, mostly disappointments, but... Yeah, your your entire tournament has just been one disappointment after the next. Yeah, and that's not about quality of movie. That is because everyone I want to win loses. Yeah. And, Which is just life for me. In the worst so way possible. Yeah. yeah. So it's been rough. It's been rough for you. But no, it's been fun. It's been a while since we've had a recap episode like this, too. So um, this will be fun to kind of look back on the movies that we watched. We really did start with 64 teams alex it was it might have been 63 or 65 but it was right around there 65 movies after like looking at list of just anything that could be roughly defined as giant monster movie um i put on the list uh and there were some that we missed of course but then we sent that out to listeners and listeners voted and that's how we came up with our sweet 16 just by number of votes the highest votes you had multiple that you could choose the highest votes got those one seeds uh the still high votes but just not as, as high as the one seeds got the lower seeds and we've been matching them up ever since it's been fun yeah 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 we've, we've come a long way oh now here we are the final showdown <laughs> the big dance the big dance the final four so we have troll hunter as our first one we've got the host we have the ritual and we have how from beyond the fog. And I think Alex, as appropriate in any turn- tournament, we will reveal the winners as the show progresses. But we'll go ahead, let's reveal this first matchup. We had Troll Hunter versus The Host. We had three matches this week to kind of finish up our series. And the first one was the one seed, Troll Hunter versus the one seed, The Host. Did you have any uh did you know where this one was heading before we started it, Alex? I would think most people would. The Host, hands yeah. down. Yeah. And the host did win. The host did win that one. That was two to nothing. So both on our uh, Twitter poll and our Patreon poll, uh, the host did be out Troll Hunter. But it was pretty close on the Patreon poll, actually. Like that was uh, just about the same, I believe. I think it was like, I don't know, four to three or something like that. So it was close. Uh, and as I said, the ritual versus how from beyond the fog. We'll talk about that matchup here in just a little bit. But let's let's start with those final four movies and kind of look back on this tournament. Look back on uh, some of these matchups. But thinking about these final four first, what do you think each says about MVM Monsters versus Men as a podcast? And what does it say about our listeners that they're the ones that that narrowed it down to these four? Yeah, so. Overall, I think these movies are a really solid final four. You know, while yes, my personal final four 
probably wouldn't have almost any of these films. <laughs> That's totally okay because these are good. I think this actually speaks a lot to our listeners. You know, this is not a homogenous list. These things are very different. They're very cool. And there's not really a whole lot of cross-section between them. I really like that. Uh, you know, if I had to criticize the list, I don't think Hal belongs in the top four. Um, well, as the, if I, the one it was paired up against was The Mist. Who, who, did you vote for that one, Alex? Did you vote for Hal or The Mist? I, I wouldn't have voted for... I mean, I would have voted for Hal over The Mist, but I didn't want The Mist either. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was our weakest uh, kind of bracket. So if we split it up, the seeds in that bracket, we had Hal from Beyond the Fog was our one seed. Our two seed was The Mist, three seed Big Man Japan, four seed A Monster Calls. So maybe just a, a weaker Ooh, it is. Uh, it's four. A, it's that bracket you beg to get into when you're the good team. Yeah, and exactly. Hal, Hal was thrilled to be in with these movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, so Troll Troll Hunter is like this wonderful little Swedish. There's a mm. Swedish Swedish film that is hysterical, and then we get the host, this like Korean, this Korean monster movie that has a lot to say and a lot of interesting perspectives, characters, styles, and then the ritual is it, for I think for both of us, it just felt like this horror movie out of left field. That neither one of us were quite ready for. And it really, I think, left an impact on both of us because of that. And then how from Beyond the Fog is, and while I don't think it belongs in a, in a Monster Madness top four, it is a completely unique film unlike yeah. anything else I've seen. Yeah. Well, uh, Troll Hunter, Norwegian, Alex. You really Norwegian kind of prejudice oh. against the Swedes. But, Sorry, uh, Swedes. Sorry, sweet. Uh, no, you know, How From Beyond the Fog, for an MVM-style bracket, I'll accept How From Beyond the Fog. Absolutely. You might call How From Beyond the Fog the bargain basement of these kaiju movies, Alex. <laughs> so when I when I think about it, I am okay it's here. There are a lot of people that listen to our podcast that love that movie. So it makes sense that it's here. Um, when I think about Troll Hunter, I think about that dry sense of humor. It's it's a dry and dark sense of humor, mm-hmm. which I think works for us and our listeners because we probably have a drier and darker sense of humor than most. Yeah. Uh, with the hosts, yeah. I mean, I think the discussion that we had about the host was one of our better episodes that we've recorded, and kind of the same with the ritual. Honestly, I think we were able to bring something mm-hmm. slightly different to that discussion about something that honestly was outside of our wheelhouse. The ritual is the one that feels the most outside of the box of those four for me at least um i was really glad that we did it i think we both ended up liking that more than we thought we would yeah our our listeners definitely like an eclectic assortment of films which is nice yes again this is not a very homogenous list at least not to me this is very very it was very exciting (laughs) for sure um so and while we were getting our votes in and all that stuff, Eric and I, we watched Love and Monsters and Psycho Gorman, two of our films that were in our sweet 16, but didn't get past the first round. But we really wanted to watch watch those two specifically. 
mm-hmm. and we only watch uh, the rest of the Elite Eight films. Yeah. Now, are there any other films from the Sweet Sixteen that we didn't get a chance to watch that you're still like, eh, maybe, maybe we can fit that one in somewhere? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think all of them, honestly. Like, uh, they they made our Sweet Sixteen for a reason, and I think they were good films. We had, uh, I mean, the ones that stand out to me are Annihilation. I think Annihilation would make a great discussion. Uh, I'd be really interested to see if you liked it or not. Uh, to be honest, me too. I could I could see us disagreeing, but maybe not. Maybe not. I, I like all movie. of his other work, so yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I would like it. I, yeah, I think you could like it too. Um, it would definitely generate a great discussion. And so that's one to consider at some point. I think big man Japan is one of those outside the box choices that would have been really interesting to talk about, but it also got defeated. I mean, we also had rain of fire. We had the Meg. Um, we had, (laughs) let's see, big man Japan, as I said, and we had a monster calls, a monster calls. I was also interested in, um, but that was never going to beat Hal from Beyond the Fog in our audience. Yeah, no. Again, that bracket was just oof. Felt bad for it. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm the, I'm the same as you in these sentiments. Like, I want to watch all of them because, like I said, numerous occasions, the films I wanted to win always lost each week. Uh, so yeah, like. I want to watch all these films. Like like you said, I think Annihilation is really, for me, probably the big one that I wanted to check out and I hadn't seen yet. Uh, and again, like you said, I thought it would have just generated the biggest discussion between the two of us. And yeah, I want to watch Big Man Japan as well, but that's one of those movies, like, I don't know if I'll ever get to watch it because I've wanted to watch it for probably 10 years now. And it's like, at this point, it's probably more fun to just want to watch it than to ever watch it. <laughs> and, but I do plan on getting to Annihilation soon, for sure. So we, we, we probably will do an episode on that one eventually. But also, like you know, I'm looking at the list, and I really do wish we had gotten to the Meg. Because mm-hmm. that is such a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the Meg would be a great one, especially now that it's summer. And I feel like going to the beach. I need right. that to kind of give me a little spook. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, were there any of our films here in the Sweet 16 that you didn't think deserved to be there? Uh, we talked mm. about the ones we want to watch still, but what about the ones that you think maybe didn't deserve it for some reason or another? Maybe they didn't fit the criteria or they just weren't at that quality level. Any of them stand out to you? You know... Honestly, you know, th- this sounds like a pretty cheap answer. And, and like, yeah, I would have loved... Uh, I-, I think the list is good, honestly. <laughs> like, I-, I-, I was going to say I wanted 11 monsters, but that just got voted out. That was, yeah, uh, it did. That was still around. And the rest of the list is great. It's varied. It's not samey at all, which is what I really liked about it. So I can't really complain. This list is... It's 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 good. I, I don't feel like I got disappointed. You know, I did want to watch uh, Shadow in the Cloud, but from what I've heard, it's not very good. So I'm okay that it didn't happen. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you 100. Um, percent I liked all of them. I liked all of them. Now I think a couple of them are a stretch. Looking back on it, 
Because the other thing is, we just didn't really have an idea with most of these movies. Like, we didn't know what to expect. Yes. So, I think something like Psycho Gorman, this, we lean towards films that could be described as giant monster. Um, Psycho Gorman is pushing the bound, boundary for me on what I would consider giant monster. It feels he gets more, giant at the end. That is true. That is true. But go. overall, I think it feels more toku than giant monster if you had to put it into a genre. Another one that's like that for me is The Ritual, actually. As much as I really like that movie, I, I don't know if I'd call it a giant monster movie. Um, yeah, it's got the ending, of course. But it's not about the giant monster. And it's, a, it's just a, kind of a small piece of a bigger movie, uh, in my opinion. So it's more horror. It's just it would just be more horror in my book. But I liked it. Yeah, you can't have it. you can't have two genres in one. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> no, you can. But in 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 uh, yeah, you could have a horror giant monster movie. This is just. 80 85% horror, 15% giant monster. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, yeah, and I th- also just think The Mist is just more of a psychological t- torture movie um, <laughs> than any sort of other movie. There's, there's, no, there's not much pleasure in The Mist, but overall, I think this is a good list. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, you know, I feel like we need to complain some more, but... <laughs> We haven't been able to. Well, you could complain a lot about Psycho Gorman. I could complain about Love and Monsters. I think we both had some complaints about The Mist. But if you want to hear those complaints, (laughs) definitely go back and check out those episodes. Yeah, I mean, one thing about this series, Alex, is it definitely brought out uh, some of our differences in some of our taste, especially in our bonus episodes, Love and Monsters and Psycho Gorman. Yeah, that was a surprise. Like, because we were we were pretty lockstep with some of the with most of these. I feel like, and then <laughs> those two bonus ones just completely divided us. We almost never talked again after each episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was almost the end of Monsters vs. Men. I yeah. think after after honestly, I wasn't I wasn't even surprised about Psycho Gorman at all. I'm not offended by your 1.5 rating of Psycho Gorman. I'm more offended by your 4.5 rating of Love and Monsters. <laughs> that oh, one know. bothers me infinitely more than. Oh, I know the, it bothers you. <laughs> than the one point, than the 1.5 rating of Psycho Gorman. That one doesn't bother me because I, 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 I can understand that one. 4.5 on Love and Monsters is just absurd. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> oh my gosh alright so any movies that you were surprised that you that hit you unexpectedly like in a good way yeah I, I think the ritual I think the ritual is it's honestly it might be my personal favorite of these movies um, it's a big claim I'm realizing now I, I, I really it's love not, it's not that big of a claim I mean, I yeah, mean it is it is the host is up there. For the you. host is up there with me, one hundred percent. Yeah, those two are, are probably my favorites. I think the ritual, though, is just such a surprise. Um, it's the scariest thing we'll probably ever watch for the show. Probably that that cabin scene, at least, will probably be uh, yeah the scariest scene that we watched. That thing was that's still that thing is still scary, man. Yeah. Um, I just like how it explores some heavy topics um, and does so in a way that 
It feels real. It feels authentic. The ritual. I, if you are any sort of horror fan, I definitely recommend it because there's just a lot to explore there. What about you, man? Any any films that surprised you? Yeah, I mean there there was quite a few. Uh, like uh, I liked Colossal even more than I thought I would. I had a feeling I would enjoy it, but to the extent and that that I liked it, and then the the way the characters played out and Jason Sudeikis' performance in it, really, I really liked it. And I think it's like this shining example of what the 21st century monster movies can be. Like, this really crossing of the threshold of genres. And like you said, though, Ritual is kind of in that same boat in a lot of ways. It's another standout. It felt familiar in some ways, but overall... It's really creative, and it's this unique take on this type of film. There, and there, one of the things I really appreciate, like thinking back on it, it, the fact that neither one of us commented on it is a really good thing. This is a horror movie that doesn't have that moment where you go, "Oh, that was a stupid decision." Mm. Well, you know, like, like like when you're like, "Oh, no one would ever do that. No one would ever walk by themselves to the." <laughs> Yeah, uh, over yeah. behind the chainsaw guy or something like that, right? Right, right. Um, so it avoided things that. like that. And, and and while it wasn't in the top sixteen, I was surprised by how much I loved loving monsters. I mean, that mm-hmm. that was a treat for me. So, I mean, out of all of these movies, we watched sixteen. We watched mm-hmm. eighteen. No, no, no. Sorry, we watched ten for yeah. this. Right. Yep. So. Of the 10, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I think I gave four nines. Yeah. And 4.5s out of fives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I gave four 4.5s out of five, uh, which is saying a lot. That's saying a lot. And I really enjoyed these. And even the ritual, I think I gave a four out of five. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's one of those, like, the more I think about it, kind of wanted to move it up again <laughs> yeah yeah no, it is a good one it really is um absolutely and that brings us to the second matchup alex the second right. four matchup we had the ritual versus how from beyond the fog did you have any guesses how this one would turn out how from beyond the fog <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think honestly, i think we both prefer the ritual over how from beyond the fog yeah. um Though, again, we haven't talked about how from Beyond the Fog, really, but that's quite a feat as, as to what it actually was um, and what was accomplished in that movie. So I'm impressed by it. Um, yeah, I'm okay with it being in our finals because it is. <laughs> uh, it won on Twitter. The Ritual won on Patreon, but it was up to our executive producers as to who would who would go on to the final and they chose how from beyond the fog so they got a lot more action during this tournament than, than i ever thought that they would have like yeah. it felt like every other week and then every week <laughs> no seriously they, big thanks to them because they had to make tough decisions so we didn't have to we did have to we literally had to flip a coin on uh colossal last week uh, yeah colossal versus the ritual Again, I, it would have been interesting to see Colossal versus How from Beyond the Fog, honestly. Um, yeah, that would have been. I, because, I, I, I think I still think it would have played out the same, but yeah, it, I, I think it may have been a tighter race. Yeah, 
I I would not be surprised. Um, on MVM Plus today, you can. What do we talk about on MVM Plus today? We uh, talked. We talked very very briefly about initial singular oh, yes. point impressions. Yeah, you uh-huh. gave me a little bit of a rundown on uh, SSSS Xenon. Yeah, first couple um, episodes. Yep, because we're yep. watching that next week. Yeah, yep. we talked about possible future plans for the show. That's right. Going yep. forward. Um, I very briefly mentioned how much I liked Fast Nine, because uh, <laughs> Eric didn't want to talk about Fast and the Furious. And well, what else, Eric? Is I, it, was, I think that's pretty much it. That, that just how hot it? it is in my part of the country right now. It's it's hot. So good times, good times over at MVM Plus, <laughs> and you can listen to that and in, in our entire backlog of MVM Plus episodes over at patreoncom slash Pod. But Alex, and we did talk about some Gridman as well. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Uh, let's move on to our awards. Uh, now, usually in our recap episodes, we say you can only use a film once. Did you follow the rules this time, Alex? I did. Yeah. I, had to, I had to frequently delete awards and move. <laughs> I did too. Uh, but with the caveat that I chose runner-ups for everything, kind of like yeah, I usually that's do. You so. usually do the runner-up thing. Yeah, yeah, you, I you, know. You I cheat. Know. I cheat. I cheat every time. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into it, though. Coolest character for this series, Alex. Who did you have? Hans. <laughs> Hands down. Hans. From Troll Hunter. From Troll Hunter. That's yes. right. Well, what, there's not a cooler, under pressure guy in this entire series that we did. This guy, we, we saw people sacrifice themselves. We saw all kinds of stuff, but we never saw people just not feel like they cared. <laughs> about like the the insurmountable mountain of a troll in front of them that could crush them at any second, but he's just out there like doing it like it's no big deal. He's <laughs> just the funniest character probably yeah. in this whole series too. Oh yeah, he's he's the funniest and he's just ridiculously cool under pressure. Uh, Hans is a great choice. I thought you would choose Hans. That that was kind of obvious to me. <laughs> Uh, for my films, Alex, I did do runner-up. We have five awards, and we watched ten films for this series. So I chose one award slash runner-up for each of the film. The first runner-up for coolest character award I had was Psycho Gorman from Psycho Gorman. Uh, that's a he's good just, He's my runner-up, honestly, because I feel bad about calling um, a genocidal maniac <laughs> the coolest character of the series he does but he does become loving at the he end. does while, become while loving he's still genocidal maniac <laughs> but yeah uh i like he was just hilarious in, in psycho gorman so uh he was my runner-up my coolest character was actually from a movie we haven't talked about yet attack the block alex and it's really? Moses. yeah really Moses. yeah oh yeah i think moses is an awesome character that as you go through the that that film you, you start to see and learn things about him and he just shifts his perspective in, in a little way that kind of makes you care about him uh as a character so i i really do like moses a yeah. lot i think john boyega is fantastic in that role it's it's honestly a, a little bit more subtle of a role for him than some of his other ones but i really liked yeah. him in it he was super cool yeah. moses there's a reason john boyega went places after that right like He's he just kind of oozes cool, and I think it started there, really, where people started noticing him and attack the block. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 
I, th- I think that's a good pick. Um, what about most your most memorable? Mem- Live <laughs> award. <laughs> All right. Uh, most memorable line award. I had uh, Park Gang uh, Do uh, from the host. He's watching TV and he sees he sees that he's on TV. He says, hey, we should tape this and show it to Hyunso. Daddy on TV. <laughs> and it's still just uh, this. It is. So I did have complaints with how the host managed some of its comedy and tones, mm. but this is one of those moments that was like pitch perfect and nice. absolutely hilarious. Illustrated the problem with Park Gongdu mm-hmm. uh, mentally that is later solved by a lobotomy. So good for you. Yeah. Interesting character uh, for sure. Like another one that I consider for my coolest character. He also was considered in consideration for can't believe that acting award. Um, but neither one made my list. I think probably because I was trying to spread these out, but runner up for me, most memorable line award comes from the host actually. And it's Amanda saying, you don't have much faith in humanity. Do you? <laughs> and I just stands out to me because that's that movie in a nutshell. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's what I want to say to the director of that movie. Who's Darabont? Is that who it was? Yes. Uh, oh, you wait. don't have much faith in humanity, do you? I think yeah, he probably does because I've seen some of his other films, but that movie does not lose much confidence in humanity. Uh, uh, my actual winner is from Hans, Alex, Troll Hunter, and it's keep your distance. I'm about to throw out some Christian man's blood. <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> so good um i love i love that line uh there's so many wacky lines like that that are just so absurd that you can't help but laugh at them yeah i love that and i still love the implications of that line oh yeah. that for some reason if you have faith then your blood is physically altered yeah and it which causes them to question yeah. everything yeah and it comes back <laughs> And it also just makes this huge sort of like comment on the human race. It's interesting <laughs> uh, in a roundabout way. What about your Can't Believe That Acting Award? Uh, yeah. Mine was going to be what yours is, but I saw who you picked. So I went with another close second, and that's Vincent, Vincent Cassell as Captain Lucian from Underwater. I think he does a really great job with this character who repeatedly – you could tell he's tired. He's repeatedly sacrificed himself for others. And you could just tell that there's that, there's that low pain that kind of seems persistent with him. And he cares for everybody. I just think he does a really great job in this role that is in a movie that is moving at light speed. But I feel like you get a ton of layers from his portrayal. Yeah, that's a great choice. It's a great choice. My two choices, actually, I feel like they're kind of similar in a way. Um, And that's Jason Sudeikis as Oscar uh, from Colossal and Robert James Collier as Hutch from The Ritual. And I say that they're similar in the fact that they have layers that are revealed as the performance progresses. Each of them are kind of hiding a bit of themselves, I think, uh, from those that are closest to them. And we see that with Jason Sudeikis as he is plays Oscar. Um, and really is just hiding that kind of abusive gaslighting site 
side of himself. But if you're a careful viewer, you can start to pick up on some of those clues. The same thing goes for Robert James Collier as Hutch in The Ritual. Um, whereas with that choice, he's he's using his bravado to hide some of the parts of himself that he doesn't even want to view himself and definitely doesn't want to reveal to his closest friends and to mm-hmm. us as the audience. So I, I view these two choices as layered, and I think they are both great performances. It's hard to choose one over the other, but I would give my runner-up to uh, Hutch and my my uh, award to Oscar, uh, Jason Sudeikis. Nice. Well, nice. Uh, what about your uh, standout effect award? Uh, my runner-up with my standout effect was the Troll Hunter bridge scene, which <laughs> which you already mentioned. Just when that, that <laughs> hand comes up for the first time, um, it's just yeah. like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I literally, I thought Hans was dead. I mean, Hans was dead in that scene, um, but he wasn't. He's just Hans. Uh, He's just Hans. And and so I love that Troll Hunter bridge scene. Great standout effect award. It was all pretty much done in one shot, too, which is really cool. Um, I'm going to go with Nebula in uh, How from Beyond the Fog. That definitely, I could have given it to that entire movie because that entire movie is an effect. Um, but I'll definitely remember Nebula, uh, Nebula's roar and that wind breath that we get from uh, him at the end of the film. Really cool scenes from How From Beyond the Fog. Nice. Um, I had the, and this is an unusual one considering all the movies I have to pick from, but I actually used a minimal effect shot, and that was the stomping scene in Colossal. It's after Jason Sudeikis' character knocks down Anne Hathaway's and he's stomping and the effect is just the audio of hearing all the people screaming that he's killing in uh, soul yeah. and while Anne Hathaway screams while he just stomps in front of her in slow-mo. And I think it's just one of the effective uses of to a save money because you don't have to show all of it, but also leave it to your imagination. So it's probably even worse than you're making it worse probably than it would actually look in like a m- huge million dollar, like multi-million dollar budget yeah. film that you would typically see. And so I just, I really like that moment. Yeah, no, that's great. Great choice. Colossal is a great movie to think about how to, how to use a budget, right? <laughs> like they do so yes. many things like that. Uh, it's really interesting. They, they get around some of their budgetary restraints, I think with Colossal and the way that they shoot that movie. So that was impressive. What about your, Oh, that's a good shot award. Uh, mine's got to be from how beyond the fog when Nebula is approaching the bridge with the, uh, the, I'm gonna call them bad guys. I can't remember what occupation they had. Uh, but the bad guys that are on the bridge and they're kind of silhouetted from yeah. behind and you just see Nebula approaching and it's got all the fog and everything everywhere. It's just so visually cool that I had to give give it the award. Yeah. What about you? Um, so my runner-up goes to a shot from underwater and it's the shower scene, which sounds dirty at first, but it's <laughs> actually... The well, scene. actually, the shower scene would be clean. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's it, it's actually what I think is one of the more powerful moments of the movie uh, where the camera just slowly starts to zoom in uh, on Kristen Stewart, who's dealing with her grief in a way that I think is, is very natural. Uh, it's vulnerable. 
the shot is, the way that the camera moves in makes it even more so. It's just really impressive. Uh, Underwater has a lot of shots like that where it uses the camera um, in an artistic way that I think adds to the tone of that movie. Underwater is a movie this time around that I'd already seen before, but the second viewing really boosted it up. So that was a great shot from Underwater and my runner-up. I know you like that one too. I do, I do. I like that one, and they've they've got uh, the one where she's walking underneath all the aliens and the red lights flashing. Oh yeah, and it's just like the awesome atmospheric like moments of just ten- tension. I just really like that as it's well. A pretty but, unique atmosphere in that movie too. Um, that that's I think that's why it it grows on me every time I watch it. I just you can distill it down into some generic elements. Yeah, but when you're watching the film, it's like there's a lot of uniqueness going on here. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's a good one. Um, my oh, that's a good shot award. The actual choice I made was from the host, and it was the first time that we see the monster attack. Uh, the camera almost does a three sixty uh, over kind of the the entire crowd, you know, that has come to this riverside to 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 congregate and to eat and to kind of hang out and the monster attacks and you just watch the scene kind of erupt into chaos it's just really cool it's really great filmmaking uh the host has several moments like that but that is the one that stands out to me yeah that's awesome i I love that reveal of the monster when it drops down oh um (laughs) so good yeah um all right, Alex, it is the final rhyme time of this series. And so I'm wondering if you have a rhyme for the, f- the finale, the championship match Oof. of right. this series. We've got the host versus Hal from Beyond the Fog. Can you uh, think of any sort of rhyme for, these, for this matchup? I did. I did. Um, did Hal from Beyond the Fog sing a siren song convincing our listeners it could do no wrong? Or did the host have the most votes spanning coast to coast to keep its boat afloat? Wow. All right. You know, that was good, Alex. You made up you made up for uh, the previous uh, 10 episodes. So good, good job, Alex. Good job. <laughs> Mine uh, is, is more simple. It's just, does the host wrap its tentacles around its prey? Or does Hal from Beyond the Fog earn its stay? as the underdog and Alex, I don't think the monster has tentacles there, Eric. (laughs) That is true. I, I didn't like, I'm really messed up my, my Twitter poll and my Patreon poll with that, uh, description of the host. Um, it feels like it should have tentacles. I just am really kind of misremembering all my monsters from this series, Alex, (laughs) but the winner the winner of our 21st century Monster Madness Championship is the host. Yay! Uh, I think that's appropriate, uh, honestly, for our show. I, I think it feels okay. I think it's one of our best episodes. If you haven't listened to the host episode and you've seen the host, I would definitely go check that out. Um, yeah, we were confused in a couple points. We had a couple issues with the host, but overall, I think the host is is something that the giant monster genre doesn't have much of it's 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 so unique honestly um i love the family dynamics and the focus on those characters uh but yeah it's something unique to the giant monster genre yeah it definitely is like 
I know that I had complaints with it, but this is a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, no complaints here. Next week, we move into a new series slash a couple standalone episodes. It's kind of an anime series, Alex. Um, oh, okay. Because we're yeah. going to start with SSSS Dinazenon next week, which I'm very excited about as our follow-up to our episode on SSSS Gridman. Uh, very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, and, I can't wait. I'm really excited about Yeah, this one. exactly. And, of course, after that um, – we are going to do Godzilla Singular Point, uh, which should be really exciting. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. You can find us on Letterboxd, Alex Cornette and Eric Neely. Email us, mvmpod at gmail.com or leave us feedback at mvmpod.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive those weekly bonus, raw, unfiltered, unedited episodes and if you feel so led leave us reviews on itunes those reviews really help monsters versus men is produced by alex cornett executive producers are faye basier michael herndon special thanks to our wives comma rock band for playstation 3 senior honda drew the collector our instagram connector and you the listener for listening until next week try, try to, to stay, stay alive, alive. monster and the host doesn't have tentacles does it uh, that's that's true i don't think it does you're right <laughs> i don't think it does <laughs> i don't you're right wait does it no it doesn't no, no it's uh, just aquatic but it doesn't have tentacles you're right yeah um well that makes me look smart uh <laughs> as i posted that one to twitter for our poll <laughs>